just heard Men at Work. We have more dedications that go out tonight to Billy from Dina. She says you're a fox. Andrea deducts she'll do anything to get you back. To Julie, his favorite valley girl, Randy sends his undying love and says, like, come back soon, you know? Welcome to The Sprocket, where we rank every movie best to worst. Uh, this is a very special episode. Uh, we have Sean here. Hello, Sean. Hi, Tucker. Hi, Michael. We have Sean. Michael here. Bonjour. Bonjour. Remember years ago, in a simpler time, when we reviewed the last or the first Nicolas Cage movie? Yeah. Vaguely. Look at how things have changed. Now we do chip reviews at the beginning. Um, guys, what's your Zaps Zaps choice of Zaps choice potato chip? Hmm. Uh, I am a dill aficionado. Thank you. I do you. like a dill pickle chip. Um, I also lean toward something that's like a little spicy, but not like mm-hmm. not like that. Uh. Carolina Reaper chip or whatever right. as some brands do. Right, right, right. Uh, Michael! I have no comment. I don't eat Zaps chips. Okay, you guys are no fun. Let's just talk about Valley Girl. Hey, Valley Michael. Girl's film, what? I I, I contributed. I, we have I know, Zaps. Sean. You're my golden boy. <laughs> it's okay. My job is to golden like a kettle chip. A Zaps kettle chip. You're, you're not one of the ones at the bottom that's all kind of like corroded and gross. Sean, you're like one of the first out of the bag, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do you guys think Valley Girl starring Nicolas Cage is one of the first chips out of the bag? Uh, it's it. Well, it's the first something. <laughs> okay. Uh, I enjoy it more than most Nicolas Cage movies. Same. Oh. oh. I, quite, I, I liked it quite a bit. I, I left. What? More than once. What? With the movie, not at it. Better than this podcast confirmed. Yeah. Sean, we bring you in because you are the Nick Cage expert, so why don't you go off King? Okay. Oh, that reminds me. So I, I told you in advance I was going to do a parent poll to see um, what parents thought of Nick Cage in this movie, specifically whether they thought he was a hunk. Sure. Uh, and sure. two out of two parents confirm Nick Cage was a hunk in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Have you? Did you see those shirtless shots with him slow motion on the beach? Mm. Where the girl says, look at that hunk, and then it cuts to Nick Cage shirtless? Being yeah, a hunk? Dude. Yeah. Mm. Then when he, mm. you know, he goes over to the cafe with his shirt off. I wonder if it was in his contract to be like, I have to appear at least half the time without a shirt so you can luxuriate. Michael had the, tried to get the same thing in his rider, but I, I didn't allow it. Sorry, Michael. Uh, we're, we're up for contract rene- renegotiations in a year, and I'll be pushing for it then. Okay, thanks for the warning. Uh, All brown M&Ms and the right to take my shirt off. I... <laughs> uh, okay, so Nick Cage is a hunk. Yes. A teenage um, hunk. Yeah, so like... Um... Just as like a brief refresher, I guess. So this is like this is his first movie where he was starring. It's the second movie that he did overall. Um, and we talked about it in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where he played like a glorified extra. Basically, he was originally supposed to be the Brad character, the brother of uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, and that didn't happen because the director thought he brought a quote unquote 
dark energy to the role <laughs> that was undesirable. Michael, you uh, are the Nick Cage of this podcast. What do you know? Uh, yep. So I'm a vampire. Um, I'm a vampire. <laughs> so watching this movie, I guess I can kind of see where they were coming from because even at the tender age of eighteen. Nick Cage went places in this movie. Sure did. The repertoire is fleshed out. <laughs> How old was he when this came out? Or uh, like 18, 19? 18, 19? Okay. Babyface. There were, some, there were some glimpses there of like Nick Cage, uh, of what Nick Cage, uh, of clips of Nicolas Cage that would maybe not appear in a YouTube compilation, but would be leading to that adjacent adjacent okay we're like a few steps removed from him screaming through the streets that he's a vampire he's a vampire oh i don't know i don't know he's just a teen yeah he's a punk rocker oh yeah punk yeah not like those valley girls he's from the hills (laughs) can i get something on the table or off the table right away here yes please do yeah flip the table Uh, that this is almost exactly the same as the previous one of these that we did. It starts in a mall. It does. I thought about that too. I actually yeah. wrote that down in my notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we're leading with the mall. <laughs> Bad times ahead. Bad times at Tucker's living room. I did like the shade of pink they used for the credits. Nice. Hmm. nice. I, I, I thought that was a good, good touch. Very 80s. Oh, this, this movie is very 80s. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Were there any, like... Because Fast Times at Ridgemont High is set in California as well, right? We're thinking, yeah. like, Southern California, high school, to Electric Boogaloo kind of thing. Um, yeah. There are, like, these sweeping shots of the valley or sweeping shots of Hollywood that they did in this? Or is that something mm. that they were pulling instead from, like, The Graduate? I'm not sure. Sh- it's been a while since I've seen The Graduate, but I'm glad you brought that up because, like, that is a recurring thing in this movie that is yeah. like, let's pay homage to The Graduate. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. It were, it bears being referenced a lot in this movie. This much better movie, Valley Girl. <laughs> Plastics. Is it take? Plastics. But no, so they're at the mall. Right. And from the get-go, like, I kind of liked how they just dove into, like, you know these are valley girls from the first <laughs> syllable. If you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> yes. They're like, oh, yeah, so, like, totally. Gosh, it's so bitchin'. <laughs> Was, uh, is valley girl an archetype that they are drawing from, or is this where that started? Yes. They, it was a more recent, I mean, it. so culturally it was a thing. I think with this movie, they were capitalizing on like its entrance into pop culture as like a stock type. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure. Um, This was also the same year that uh, Frank Zappa, of all people, had a top 40 hit with the song Valley Girl. Gross. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was him, um, his daughter, Moon Unit Zappa. Right, right. <laughs> played um, the Valley Girl, and she just, like, did all the 
catchphrases and like Zappa played a metal riff and in the chorus was like Valley Girl, she's a Valley Girl. Huh. This is extremely believable, the story you're spinning here. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it got play, and then this movie came out like around the same time, so it was kind of like a a thing. The wave. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but to answer your question, Tucker, it's like what it is exactly is just this uh, commercial consumerist kind of upper middle class archetype think like the 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 popular girls and mean girls but like 1980s oh okay so like leg warmers uh see they're from the valley and they're girls you yeah. guys with me you're keeping up yes uh-huh, uh-huh. okay mm-hmm. but what if there was a boy a certain boy a special boy who wasn't from the valley you see right right and right. who who isn't totally grody as is established in the mall scene when they're leaving. Totally. Right. Which so, so really quickly, I, I want to make sure I get the premise right. Is the premise that there's this Valley girl and this guy from Hollywood where she's cool and he's hot, but she's from the Valley and he's not. Are you, what are you doing? Are you, what are you doing? You're putting a hex on me. Stop. That's the tagline from the movie. I wrote it down cause I thought it was goofy. If you cursed me right now, I'm going to be... Hey, don't look at me. I'm not the one who wrote this thing. Okay, okay. Um, quick question then. Did they get Nick Cage because he's hot? And if so, where did they go wrong? What, what are we talking about? There had to be an 18-year-old man in Hollywood who was hot, who was not Nick, Nick, Nick Cage. Like, Sean, you know Nick Cage history and mythology. Why is he in this movie? What, what are we doing here? Got um, but as near as I can tell, well, so like again, Fast Times was supposed to be his big break. Like it was supposed to be like he was poised to be the lead or one of the leads. And also, um, his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola, so he was already sort of Hollywood royalty at that point. So, so um So no, he just looked into it, I guess is what I'm hearing, or he just doesn't strike uh, me as like hot heartthrob man no he does not he is not the immediate he would he is not really the immediate pick um and i'm not enough of a 80s film historian to know like who would have filled the role otherwise besides well, right. the person right. okay so i'm gonna put you i have a scenario for you What's the you're, scenario? You're making a movie. 19, in 1983, you are making a movie. Yes. It is a uh, it is a teenage sex comedy in a way. <laughs> That's what I'm known for. Not okay. quite explicit. Well, eh, I guess explicitly. And uh, so you, you want to give it a bit of, bit of umph. Um, <laughs> so yes. you, you shop around for a cast. Okay. can't really pick it doesn't really look like they really picked a lot of well-known people in general i think there were a lot of like 80s um slasher film veterans or actors <laughs> who went on to be 80s slasher film veterans and stuff like that i mean so and, far. Uh, so so you're not dealing with like like you know a tier stars at this time so you you shop around so what what I'm trying to get at is Nick Cage's appeal here is he's got that 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 hot Hollywood dick thing that they wanted to pin him with. 
He's Hollywood royalty, and he's a veteran of what I presume. I don't remember exactly how well Fast Times at Richmond High was received in the 1980s. Um, I don't know about critical reception, but it was it was it was a sleeper hit. So like they made it on the cheap, and then it made like I think ten to twenty times its budget. So it's like that's that's sort of what you want from a low budget movie. Right. So do you? So what I'm getting at is you've got someone who's who's come out of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, who's got a name attached to him, or a name backing him at least, and uh, you it could be picking someone relatively unknown. I would have gone with the guy from Dodgeball, uh, Justin Long. Yeah, but we're a little how. He's like a little Justin Long, He's like baby Justin Long. How old? Were... <laughs> How old is Justin uh, Long? It's like Muppet Babies, you guys. They made this movie. <laughs> You're not seeing my vision, but I understand your point, Michael. I'm uh, just saying, I could see it, except the only hole in my 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 theory is I actually don't know how much of a standard bearer uh, Fast Times was at the time. But to follow the this scenario to its conclusion, wouldn't you get Brad then? Wouldn't you get the guy who was Brad because he was actually the person they chose for that movie instead of Nick Cage because Nick Cage couldn't do it? <laughs> uh, my knee-jerk reaction would be yes. Okay. He doesn't but, have that uh, dark maybe magic. Maybe Brad, Brad couldn't... That's true. You needed a character who could go on a bender. Masturbate in a uh, bathroom. Masturbate in a bath. Masturbate in a bathroom. Did he masturbate in this? Brad did. Yeah, um, Brad did, yeah. He did. He sure did. <laughs> he sure did. Okay. I think we've answered my question about why would you get Nick Cage. The answer is it was the 80s and everyone was on coke. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I'm just saying I think there's a reason they picked Nick Cage. And also, I don't think he did too bad of a job here to begin with. So maybe no. he passed, the, the, he passed the, the, the screening there and people were like, oh, this Nick Cage guy did pretty good. And plus, did you hear who's, 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 who he's related to? He's related to Apocalypse Now guy. What the Godfather guy? What? It it should also be mentioned that um, starting in his teens, um, he was attending drama school at some. I I don't have the name on hand, but it's like like Sean Penn went to the same school. A lot of (laughs) famous actors went there to learn method acting and stuff. So he was probably also known through like, hey, you seen that Nicky kid down at what's his name school? Yeah, Nicky. Well, like a newspaper man in the forties. Oh yeah, yeah. Say yeah, say I've seen that Nicky kid. Yeah, yeah. Why is hard to oh, miss that movie? Yeah, give him the movie. Um, stands out like a toad on glass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is just Greece, huh? Is this Greece? Is this Greece? Uh, there's, there's, there. Sure. I mean, if we want to go into that territory, it's basically Romeo and Juliet. Okay. okay. To the point that they actually show uh, Romeo yeah, and Juliet in the movie theaters. Uh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> like, it's not even subtle. Sure, sure. His well, name is Randy. Her name is, what, Julie? Yeah, she's Julie. He's Randy. So. Huh. Mm. Uh, mm, mm. Mm. But there's like mm. a, there's more like a class warfare thing going on here, right? Where it's like, yeah, I'm oh, stodgy, yeah. and this Nick Cage character. Hmm, well, actually, that's not true because 
the her parents are very uh granola yeah her, her parents yeah. are like hippies and like i think one of the important things that the mall scene shows is that she does have the verve to be like you know oh i'm dating the hottest guy in school but i don't like him so i'm gonna dump him on an escalator <laughs> oh to be a teenager again yes totally yeah um he yeah, sucks. no. So like, oh, he sucks. He. Yeah. I wrote down my notes. He looks like. Um. He looks like a rejected Will Forte character. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Good. Sure. Sure. That's good. Okay. Um. I also really like the escalator scene because the one Valley girl makes a noise when she sees Tommy. He. Go, she goes like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wow, wow." <laughs> <laughs> Hello, new uh, tone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. i mean they're setting up the premise here right which is that she must choose between her life of glamour and uh whatever uh, is happening swimming yeah. pool parties or nick cage's world of greasy punk music or yeah. something greasy punk music and it's yeah yep yep that's the movie yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, other than like that weird detour, they do 60% of the way in where they do that other homage to the graduate with Skip is like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact there's a, even a B plot like that at all is kind of weird. Like it stood out to me as like a, why does this. Why is this here? Because we need to make a sixty movie, a sixty minute movie, a ninety nine minute movie. Mm. Does yeah. that? Does Skip go anywhere? Does Skip? Wh- they he, they do a lot with that, and then they're just like, mm. uh, so like he's the grocery boy, and the mom is hitting on him, and he doesn't react, and then comes to her house again, and she's by the pool, and. She's like the mom of one of the four Valley girls that Julie hangs out with. Yeah, I'm step- asking if they... she's the stepmom May... of Susie. Yeah, and her name is Beth. Do they mash but... armpits? Is what I'm asking. Uh, yes. Uh, and the mom walks not... in on them. Yes. Yeah. So, so no, they don't. Going with he ends up going. Yeah. No. 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 The 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 Skip hooks up with the daughter. Yeah. No. So. So no, that whole plot goes nowhere, is what you're telling me. Pretty much. Cool. Yeah. Huh. Waste so, of a Well, I don't know. I it gives it some flavor. He rides a cool bike around and then he stands awkwardly in front of her while she hits on him. Yeah. Goes into that part of it. <laughs> but it's like they don't even it, they don't bring that back into the fold at all, even, right? Like, it has no bearing on anything that's happening with the A-plot, necessarily. No. no. Uh, the only yeah. the only connection is that Susie is one of uh, the one of Julie's friends. Hmm. That's the only connection. Hmm. So it's like and a... They were all at the same party, you know, the radical party at Susie's place. Oh my God, I love everyone's dancing at that party because it's so realistic. And yeah. terrible. Yeah. It, it, it has all the flavor of mm. 
Mm-hmm. It has all the flavor of even like when I was in college, the parties I used to go to where people would just kind of <laughs> do their thing and then they'd be the bros drinking stuff in the corner. <laughs> yeah. People vibrating back and forth. And then the. Yeah, you know, men at work playing very loudly. Hell yeah, dude. Word. Oh, you can eat sushi bar in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. People putting peanut butter on their sushi rolls. So, was there uh so in the in the beginning of this party nicholas cage sticks his finger into something and pulls out and pulls out and sticks it in his mouth was it supposed to be wasabi or like hmm. what was it? It, it, it i know what you're talking about but i can't recall i feel like if it was wasabi they would have been like ay 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 like yeah you see i thought that mouth. too but i was yeah. But I remember mm. expecting that, and it didn't happen. Right. So maybe it was peanut I, butter or something. I, I would, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Because they don't know what they're doing. This newfangled sushi thing? See, they're just showing that they're squares, and Nick Cage is cool because he hides in showers and watches people make out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, imagine, imagine being... <laughs> Imagine being Julie in that situation where you're like, I'm going to go wash up. And then you go up and wash up. And then Nick Cage, this 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 the stranger you've never met, is well, hiding in the do. shower. He comes out and says hello in the bathroom to you while you're in there alone. I'm well, they, like, they did lock like, eyes on the dance floor. Uh, I know. And then yeah, Tommy tried to beat him up. It'd still be weird <laughs> yeah, to go to the bathroom and hide there. It's very, which brings up one of the reasons I did not like the second half of this movie as much because mm-hmm. Nick Cage's character gets very stalker. Yeah, he does. Uh, I didn't mind it. I guess. Uh, I minded way more Nick Cage being. Why don't you go shop at the mall, corporate lady, while he's, like, sitting back smoking whatever he's smoking or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is this weird music, man? It controls your mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he's, yeah, yeah. Is that when they Uh, go to the the punk club in Hollywood? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, why don't you like this? This is what real life is. And it's like, Nick Cage, back off, man. It's a first date. Yeah. I, wanna, I, I do want to talk about that sequence because I feel like that's really the first instance in this movie where Nick Cage gets to spread his wings and be like, here's some stuff I've been working on. <laughs> like the shouts and the and the high-pitched, like he veers into like that really high-pitched like, ha <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I'm home. Yes. I'm home. From humble beginnings. <laughs> Okay, yes. Uh, do you guys like his buddy? I sure do. Yeah, I like Fred. Yeah, I'm pro Fred. Okay, cool, cool, cool. He's a little weird at first, kind of creepy when he's chasing what's-her-face around the car. <laughs> She's into it. It's fine. I saw a smile. God, that's like just just that whole thing. My little pickle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was working on me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> But like after that, I don't know. They make him. I think they make him a good sidekick character after that, where it's a little more like 
sure maybe he's the butt of a couple of jokes, but he's also like Nick Cage's moral compass. Yeah, he is. He is, I think, enough of a, a square to, like, help Nick Cage figure things out. But he's also still got that, like, <laughs> this guy would clearly not be on, like, the Tommy squad <laughs> right. in Valentine or whatever. Like, he looks he's got, yeah. on the edge. Mm-hmm. He's always got his dyed hair slicked back in that, like, Joe Strummer way. and. <sighs> Yeah, he dyes his hair like three times in this movie, and I yeah, he does. I didn't, I didn't catch it at first, but then he shows up with blue hair out of nowhere after having it be like reddish, pinkish for the entire time, and I was like, ah, Fred, you, you, <laughs> look at Fred, you spirit, look at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I like just them driving through Hollywood at night. I think that's nice. Mm-hmm. Like the initial. Like the initial drive through Hollywood, or yeah, where he's like, "Let's ditch this yeah. party," and then they all hop. Yeah, and he's like waving at people, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, what about the haircut?" And he's like, "I chicken out." Yeah, <laughs> we're California. Yeah, ARV. Hey, I thought you were going to get the Mohawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I noted this down um, when they're walking through the club. They're like waiting through to get to their seat, and Nick Cage just yells, "Hey, Sean! So what's your salami like?" <laughs> And is my name is Sean. Yes. How's so, the salami? <laughs> I do like salami. Confirmed. So I think there's an attempt during this movie, and I don't know how like how how honest of an attempt it is. Maybe not honest not isn't the right word, but like how how intense of an attempt it is. But I think there was a, a, a an attempt to try to take ownership of the setting a bit. Sure. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to with when it's titled Valley Girl and yeah. the premise is mm-hmm. Valley versus Hollywood. But uh, I liked that sequence somewhat because it did give you kind of like a here we are in Hollywood as we know it in a way with like the, the neon lights and the theaters, but in the restaurants and stuff like that. And it, but in like a grimier kind of like. Like, uh, this is where the punks play. This is where, like, the early hair rock bands played and stuff like that. We're on the strip almost kind of thing. But mm-hmm. And I like that they, they attempted that to capture that. I don't know how much... I don't think they own it as well as other movies try to own those kinds of settings. But yeah, I liked that there were these little glimpses where they're still trying... Where it felt like they were trying to do an homage to the place, I guess, is yeah. what I want to say. Uh it's if it if it's still around and I make it out to Hollywood, I would want to go check out the spaghetti vendor. Hmm. That was my favorite restaurant in the little it's, it's in the montage they do with I'll stop the world and melt with you. Boy, that song shows up in this movie. Whew. I love that song. It's a good song. Uh, it is. Sean, I would like you to go to the spaghetti vendor, because that sounds like a good time. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy. Uh, when did this movie come out? 83? 83. 83. If you were making a movie now and you were like, let's try to capture the 80s, I don't think you could do a better job. Just like, it's like, this isn't even that late into the 80s and I feel like they weren't trying to make it, hey, this is the 80s, but it just feels like it, it's just dripping 80s. Well, we have reference points in 20 whatever year this is. 
2020, like, the think, year we live think, in. Think, yeah, think like Stranger Things. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think it works. Like I think you're right. I don't think it works as well. I think we have very, very intentional attempts to try to capture the 1980s in modern, modern cinema and modern television, and they don't do as well of a job as Valley Girl. <laughs> well, and and to that point, um, they are doing like a quasi sequel to Valley Girl. No, where no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Julie's grown up and her teenage daughter no. is like having issues. And then Julie's like, I remember when I was in love in the eighties and then we go back and it's actually a movie musical and they're singing. We got the beat in the mall. Wait, <laughs> what? what? Is this real? This is real. Sean, this isn't real. No, 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 no. You made this up. Stop. <laughs> I did not make it up. Uh, no, it's, it's Valley girl. It's like, it's not even it's none of the original people like they didn't get Nick Cage <laughs> Deborah Morgan back but it's Valley Girl and I think Logan Paul is in it so fuck what <laughs> how did Valley Girl have enough of did Valley Girl have a big audience how was it like financially enough to warrant the well I think successor sequel like thing it it's it, it has stayed steadily popular like um like I think it's actually Kevin Smith's favorite movie. I was reading the trivia Yikes. before we started. <laughs> uh, and sure, yeah. yeah, like it, it's definitely got the following. Um, and uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Basically, whenever they started doing those, like, what if we take a movie and turn it into a musical? Um. They did. They wanted to do that with Valley Girl, and they finally got the rights or got enough money to make it so they made it stop have you watched it i don't think it's out yet stop okay uh hey that sounds terrible um what so it's just grease then it is just literally grease then yeah the new one's grease yes no, and I just bad. Stop it! I like this movie, Tucker. I like Greece. <laughs> it ends at a prom. Yeah, it's a fine country. Sure. Whatever. Uh, at the end, they end up together. You guys. They do. Yeah. They do. But it's, it's, it's after some turmoil because you know she's from the valley. He's from the hills. Their love can never be. <laughs> they meet on yeah. the slope. She picks her friends over her love at first. That's all terrible. That, that, that None of that feels earned, that whole second half. Like, her boyfriend comes back and is a sleazeball, and she's like, huh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hey, does feel very forced. Bring back the ID bracelet. Wait, what? You, the yeah. whole thing with the bracelet. Like, she, he makes her wear a bracelet to be like, you're my girlfriend. Oh, okay. He brands yeah. her skin with a hot iron. Mm-hmm. And, uh, car, carjacks her or baby jack, whatever it is. The little like little little. What is it? You can put a little. Never mind. Never mind. Wait, what? <laughs> the the like like you put a little tracker, a little tracker, like you would on a car. Oh, just under the the bumper, real sly like like. Or whatever. No, it was a. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, it does feel kind of because like the entire 
So like comes after she has this heart to heart with her dad. Right. Was like, yeah, look at me back in Woodstock, and and you know, believe it or not, not everyone looked like this. And she throws in the jab, like that's a good thing. It's like ha 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 ha, laughing at her old hippie dad's expense. And he uh, and he's like, you should make this choice for yourself. Let me know what you you do. But like he does it in a way where it's like, you know, it's okay to be different. And then she still goes with Tommy. And then like the the introduction to that is, or not the introduction, like after immediately after she makes that decision. He like steals her a bite out of her burger or something, and steals a French fry, and it's like very clear Dick. he's a gross human being. Yeah, and so it just feels so like they establish that she's she's not dumb. So why is yeah this like, like I don't get where this decision comes from. It's like battered wife syndrome. It's gross. The, the I mean, yeah. and like her friends haven't really given her any reason to side with them on this and which is what's weird her one friend actively dislikes him because there's that oh, really yeah. uncomfortable like almost sex scene at the beginning of the movie and it's like yeah yeah why aren't you sticking up for your girl exactly and like it just feels like, like the dynamic there feels weird yes and it doesn't feel like a believable follow-up based off of everything we saw before and everything we saw from before from her, just her perspective alone. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have been great if maybe Nick Cage said, I respect your opinion or your decision. I'm sorry it came to this instead of sleeping on her lawn and then like peeking yeah. in her window in the morning. Or yeah. whatever's going oh, hitting on. jobs at the movie uh, and the, and the, and the, 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 the diner so he can yes. keep an eye on her. Yes. Yes. Well, and- there's a whole thing before where he like you know he gets drunk and then storms to the club and then like meets an old flame and they hook up oh yeah that sucks and and then like he almost gets like he almost like he he taunts that uh those uh those guys in the car and they're gonna fuck him up oh yeah This like weird David Lynch interlude where the angry man almost kills him. Sure. It needed to be in there, man. Kevin Smith knows quality, Sean. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Yeah, no, the whole that whole sequence is just like <sighs> The stalker thing is bad. The diner part is weird where he's like Hey, Peter, pick the pick the something pickle pepper. I guess I did forget your fries or whatever. Right. Uh, but that sequence does include the movie ticket scene. Yes. 3D glasses. <laughs> 3D glasses. <laughs> You're in his little yeah, headache. And his cigarette. Uh, 3D glasses, Nick Cage is one of my favorite Nick Cage's. I yeah. there are some prime Nick Cage stills in this movie. I know, I know, but there, there, there's multiple ones. I like Nick Cage peeking over the shower. Yes, creepy <laughs> but charming, just like Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about early Nick Cage isms, like how how like this kind of hints towards the weirder stuff that he's kind of known for now. Mm-hmm. Or like hinting, like how it hints towards 
him kind of letting loose. And I feel like the the scene where he's depressed and goes on a bender and he's just kind of stumbling through the streets, kind of moaning and just like that whole, all of that felt like, okay, this is the Nick Cage. This feels familiar. Yes. This is is what I expect. From, from the moment he is like guzzling the dregs of that Brown bottle liquor and like looking at the bottle and then he like whips it and it's almost like a it's like cobra fast reflexes where it's like oh shit yeah uh (laughs) yeah no that whole thing like a it, it, it it's a chestnut of his to be like walking in a scene and do like that sort of like weird wine like ah, i don't even care ah. <laughs> that was great that was perfect nick cage when did you get here whoa <laughs> that was very good so the last part of this movie so we get past the soccer part thankfully <laughs> yeah i guess uh, wait sure. what was the soccer part the stalker not soccer Stalker. oh stalker okay it's called okay. football in europe <laughs> um, yes good yes oh is it the foosball where is this We're going to play the foosball no um <laughs> munich bayern yeah. oh no oh yes munchen um what uh i guess the yeah are we are we at the we're talking climax now right we're talking the prom scene sure. yeah like you know fred fred takes 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 randy up to the to the hill they're looking down on the valley and fred's like my friend you messed up but if you stick with me i'll come up with a plan to get you back with your girl and the page is like okay and then he takes a weird plastic thing out of his pocket and starts blowing on it yes you remember that i do i don't i must have looked away for like two seconds or whatever here what did he take out of his pocket and blow on yeah, it's like it's it it it's almost like like a tuning thing if he was going to start singing, but it just like goes <laughs> through. It's like, did you just bring that with you, Nick? Did you go to an arcade last night and win that in the claw machine? Like, <laughs> and a spider oh, ring. So, um, prom. I I'm assuming prom that that it's a high school thing for them to be going to prom. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, they talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're meeting at Julie's house and, you know, they're catching up and reminiscing and Tommy is going to be an asshole. And uh, And the dad takes a hit from the joint just to even himself out to take photos. Very relatable. (laughs) (laughs) In general, I like the parents in this, but. uh, Yeah. Um. That whole prom sequence, though, I feel like it feels so like if you want to talk about the 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 setup for this being unearned, I feel like the whole resolution of the prom was unearned. Totally. <laughs> well, when he socks him. Yeah. Well, and also because like the I mean I I get Tommy's the kind of kind of guy who would totally book a room at a hotel and be like, <laughs> hey driver. Let's go to our hotel. Yes. Yeah, it's a surprise. You can't Wait. tell her, but I booked this room at the hotel. And he has a driver. Yeah. 
And uh, he he's the one who wears a pink suit, right? Yes. Tommy? Powder pink looking shot. Tommy does. Tommy yeah, yeah, it's like a powder pink. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm, it's just not, like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna diss the pink suit here. No, I, I, I don't um, want to. I'm just. I'm just trying to set the scene again. I'm trying to remember because like Fred has the blue hair. Tommy right. has the pink suit. Mm-hmm. I guess the cage just wore like a suit suit. He had like a cummerbund thing going on, didn't he, or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was fully bunned. The live band's playing. You can't forget the live band. They're singing that song that's vaguely homophobic. <laughs> I can't. I had to look it up. I can't believe that Johnny, are you queer? Was a real song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. That was a weird choice, but. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, all the all the all the music in this movie was interesting because, like, I think the deal was because the 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 the. The the band that played in the punk club, the Plim Souls, were like a local celebrities. And I think they were maybe coming out with their first album around this time. So this was supposed to be their big big exposure moment. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, um, I'll Stop the World and Melt With You. Great song. Great song. Yes. I'm, I'm clapping. You can't see it, but I'm clapping right now. Classic. Um, which uh, they they play a men at work song. Was it Overkill? I don't think it was Overkill. It was the other other big one? It's the one I always think is the police, but it's not. It's men at work. Right, right. But you know, you got men at work on the soundtrack. There's like a bunch of other little like. Uh, I I looked up a couple of the artists and I can't think of their name at the moment, but. You know, like a very, very healthy 80s helping. And, and then Johnny, Are You Queer? Played live at their prom. It was 83, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I like Sweeping that. I like the, rug. Yeah, uh, I like the, the whole live music at the prom thing. It's like, that's kind of cool, that thing that doesn't happen anymore. Sure. That uh, that song's gonna be awesome in the sequel where they go back in time or whatever's happening, and then they sing that song. Wait, wait, which song? Johnny, are you queer or whatever? Oh, you yeah. guys keep saying. Sung <laughs> yeah, by Logan Paul and whoever else is in this Godforsaken <laughs> movie. Yeah. Valley Girl twenty twenty is totally gonna be, uh, 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 fidelity toward the source material. Absolutely. It sounds like the future Valley Girl but, 2020. But but uh, the whole sequence itself, though, feels so... I don't... It doesn't feel good. Well, no. No. It feels in character for any of these people. I, it's... The only person who I think it's in character for is Fred. Yeah. yeah. Like, Fred is like, I got a plan. Here's the plan. You punch him. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, outside of that, you've got... Well, I guess Tommy is in character because he's a sleazeball, but, like... Yeah, he's a, he's a sleazeball with a high kick. I wrote down... Yeah, that was he has a high kick. He does have a very high kick. He must be doing taekwondo. Um, uh, game theory, you guys. Yes. Uh, Nick Cage gets stabbed outside that punk bar by that dude in that car, and the last 20 minutes are his dying wish, his thoughts as his brain slowly loses oxygen thoughts. 
and we wake up at the end. It's the end of Valley Girl 2020, and he's been in a coma for 45 years. <laughs> Nick Cage, you never punched that guy and then drove away with the girl towards a hotel or whatever was happening. <laughs> You've just been in a coma. <laughs> you mean this wasn't The Graduate? <laughs> it wasn't at all. But, like, all of that seems so... Because Nick Cage feels... Nick Cage's character, Randy, feels out of out of character here. He's just kind of like, you know, I'm going to take the girl back against her wishes and whatever and punches the guy. And she just is going along with it. And it doesn't yeah, feel like there's a logic weird. behind any of this. Well, it, it's weird because it's like, obviously, she kind of gave into that peer pressure that was itself unearned and really not manifested this movie and then even like at the prom you see like she's already kind of gotten sick of him where she's like you know don't touch me don't don't give me a kiss on the cheek or whatever yeah but like the 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 result i guess what's hard for me to picture here is where then the person you broke up with who's been stalking you punches out your boyfriend and granted you don't like him, your boyfriend and you do you had feelings for this guy it just doesn't seem like then the next step for a rational person would be or not even a rational person just like it, it doesn't feel like the logical next step here is like okay i'm gonna run away from prom with this guy and it just seems so like it takes her agency out of this and doesn't make it feel like a, a decision made by her as a character yeah. Nick Cage, Nick Cage's character here being like it just his end goal being let's go to the hotel in the in the the stretch limo we escaped in doesn't feel in character. I don't know. It just feels icky. Yes, I think it hurts it that the movie then immediately ends. In yeah, yeah, like get any kind of like come down off of this it's just like i punch the guy and then roll credits valley girl. yeah well you do it's called valley girl 2020 Ooh. <laughs> sean we'll have to bring you on for that one even though it sounds like no nick cage but uh when we get there oh goody <laughs> yep <laughs> a little favor to you yeah but guys we've been complaining about this movie but i actually like this movie some I, yeah. liked, I liked it better than Fast Times. I can say that much. Yeah, I liked it better more than most Nicolas Cage movies. It's, oh, uh, it moves along it was... pretty well. It's just yeah. like a fun '80s movie. Yeah, you sure. know everyone's bitching and whatnot. <laughs> it's radical uh, and cool radical. and like. So oh, yeah, I, I wrote down some of the slang. The one that stood out to me was "trippendicular." I did. I, I didn't write that down, but it stood out to me too. Um, you've got her parents. You've got Julie's parents, the old hippie from who's complaining about his broken water buffaloes that he had when he went to Woodstock. But no, wait, were those were those ones he wore on the march on Washington? Oh, he doesn't remember. And they own their goofy little health store in L.A. And it's it's such a such a such a such a on the on the nose picture of California <laughs> yeah. health, food, health food hippies with a valley girl daughter yeah they're good people though yeah they're good people they're good people they definitely they were definitely my favorite 
uh, screen couple in this in this movie. I enjoyed basically every scene involving the dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then like there's the health the the scene where they're in the restaurant and and Randy appears to take Julie out on a date while she's working the store, and then um and the dad's like maybe I should talk to her, and then the the Silicon Valley guy he's serving is like maybe I should talk to her. I, I laughed. I like their fun. little handshake they do. It's yeah. both cool because they both smoke weed, so they both know how to shake each other's hand. Yeah. <laughs> California. Uh, no, the, the the health food health food store scene was really, really good. When the guy asked if he could have sprouts, that was like I've I'm, been there. I, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Stares off in the distance. Images of sprouts flash through head. Ooh. Used to go to a little spot down in uh, Minneapolis. <laughs> they put sprouts on their tuna melt. Nick Cage is back. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Nicholas. Hello. <laughs> Hello, I'm Nicholas Cage. I think you guys, hey, I don't take notes, but I think you guys should shoot notes back and forth at each other in some sort of note battle. Yes. Okay. Uh, who wants to start? Round I one. Was- I can start. Um, the opening of this movie is a pan of the valley and a radio broadcast saying, here's the story of my life. And I thought that was kind of a cool little snippet to introduce oh. the movie with. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So we're doing kind of like a call and respond thing? or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I figured it would be a back and forth kind of thing. Or do we just go through? We, we can do that. Sean, go. Okay, you're uh, all, uh, all right. Malls looked bad even then. True. Oh, I like uh, I like mall. I like the dream of the mall. Yeah. Before the dream faded. That's true. I bet there are some cool malls outside. I would go to a mall arcade in the eighties. That's fun. Yeah. Everybody's some hands. Cool malls outside of the country. Michael, you I... and you, this isn't about Japan, okay? This isn't an anime review, Michael. We're talking about Valley Girl, okay? Oh, that does remind me, though. I like going to the arcades in Yakuza Zero. We're crossing the streams. We're crossing the streams here, but I'm I'm here for it. Um, (laughs) Cage's first line in this movie, the first movie he's led in, where he's the lead, where he's the lead, is what? (laughs) Sean, no comment on it. Uh. I, I I just remember uh I just remember they're on the beach and he says what? Um the first line he says in the movie. Uh I already said this, but I'll say it again. Uh wobble wow wow. <laughs> uh Julie's Wait, is that dad? <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, yep, keep it going. Keep the ball going. Julie's dad when he he's you know, he he's t- he's given Julie the rules for the night, like, yeah, make sure like you don't have a set curfew or whatever. He says, if I was 20 years younger to Julie's friend. Yes. A little weird. Yes. A little weird. Worked on me. Uh, As I've said, it worked on me. Sean! Let's see. Uh, I covered a few of these. Uh, Pukoid is my f- least favorite cryptid. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I'll take that uh, as a note. Thanks, Sean. Okay. Um, 
Uh, I wrote that most of the characters were unlikable. <laughs> yeah. Sean's note was more fun, Michael. I know, but it's it's. I feel like it's worth noting that so much of the cast was intentionally unlikable. Mm -hmm. Just misunderstood, I think. Oh yeah, just misunderstood. Is that what Marlon Brando? Would... <laughs> I don't know. What's it? Uh... Uh, Sean. Um, I noted so like they go out to the car. Um, when Nick Cage and uh the Fred characters come back, and Julie's friend is like, "Look at them!" and then it cuts to them just standing there, like <laughs> it's like beautiful, perfect. Does that make uh, fun of my beautiful boy, Nick Cage? More than <laughs> once, I wrote the note, Nick Cage's longing gaze. Ooh. Ooh, in that shower, he's just like, oh. Yeah. It's like, ooh, he tilts his head a little bit and then tilts it forward a little bit. Like a puppy. Like a puppy. <laughs> like a horny uh, little puppy. Yeah, he just wants the attention. Look at that little scamp. John. <laughs> yes. You're up for uh all right. Um let's see. Oh, uh remember our night in the cemetery? <laughs> what? Uh it's that part where like Julie Julie like Nick Cage picks up Julie for a date and the parents and the mom is like Hey, honey, remember that night, our night in the cemetery? They don't have to follow up on that at all, do they? Oh, God, no. Oh, my God. That's fun. <laughs> that's cool. How much of that do you think was ad-libbed? It's a good question. Hmm. Um, I wrote Fred's introduction down. Hi, my name is Fred. I like tacos and 71 Cabernet, and magenta is my favorite color. Uh, that's a bad favorite color choice i'm just gonna say yeah but i can forgive him for the 71 cabernet and the tacos okay fine. i do like tacos and cabernet tacos are good hmm. uh, let's see i wrote down so like the one weird thing about the parents is like there's that scene where like julie's coming back from a date and like the mom is on the floor doing yoga, but she's got like her butt in the air and you can like her skirts falling over her. And it's like, why, why are you doing this by the door? <laughs> Towards the door. Towards, Towards the, door. the door. At the door. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're yeah, gonna, that's you, okay. your parents yep. don't do that. No, my, don't parents, do that? my parents don't do sex yoga. Oh, Oh, Hmm. I have to make a phone call. <laughs> it's called the Karma Sutra, and it is called it is art. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I wrote that "I Melt with You" is a fantastic song, dude. The part where I want to bring up boom, that I love boom. that song, and it was just so good for the background for the montage. I agree as well. Montage. I always thought uh, it was a Cure song, but it's not. Mm. It's modern English, yeah, right? kind of, yeah. Uh, huh. Huh. So, um, 
following that, I noted that uh, when they're at the mall and they're like feeding each other ice cream, Nick Cage is wearing a Tangerine Dream shirt. Yes. <laughs> and it's like bold. That That's a bold choice when you're going for like a punk Hollywood character. But I also I like really it. want a Tangerine Dream shirt now. Yes. I'm sure Mart has a closet full of them. <laughs> Send you one. Walk-in closet too. Ooh. Um. When she breaks up with Randy, Randy's response is, "Fuck off for sure." Like totally. <laughs> Give that. Can I get that reading one more time with with feeling? <clears throat> Fuck off for sure. Like totally. Okay, that's a little better. Thank you. I don't know. I can't do it. Sean, can you give me a, a one? Uh, let's Go. see. What's the line again? Fuck off for sure. Like totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Julie. Fuck off for sure. Like totally. That was pretty good. That was, that pretty, was pretty good. good. I felt yeah. that one. Yep. Yep. Put it in there. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. My next note. Uh, I found this, um, I took a little break from the movie and came back and then, um, I looked it up, but the woman who plays Lauren, uh, the Valley girl who, um, is with Tommy at that party and they have their really bad, almost sex scene. Uh, she is the voice of Tommy Pickles. I knew it. Oh, really? I knew it. I was like, what? this is the lady from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And then it is? It what? is. And then it is. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's insane. What? Thank so you cool. for affirming That's that cool. in my brain. This okay. Is me crazy. I can't beat that. She's also the voice of Buttercup in the Powerpuff Girls. Oh. The original. Oh. Wait, Buttercup. <laughs> All of this by... is good news. I'm so glad I... The green it. one. The green one. Thank you. Not the bubbles. tough one. Yes. The tough one. Yeah. They're all tough, Michael. <laughs> right, but the one whose character arc is that she's tough or character Fine. trait. She Fine. Um I can't really top that. That feels like that's the that is so wonderful. That is a wonderful note. But uh I do feel like there were like there were like some other like more filmmaking notes that I wrote down too. Stuff like there's that shot of Randy and his ex when they're in the bathroom at the punk concert and they're like in one, one third of the screen. And then in the background, there are two women who come in to smoke. And I thought that was just a fantastic visual hmm. in a way, the way the focus was used, the way the, 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 uh, the depth was used there, what it kind of said about the setting. I, I loved that so much. And it was weird to have that kind of like a, oh my God, that's a cool shot moment in this movie. Because it felt like so much of this movie was more like just fun, goofy, 80s comedy kind of thing. They do a lot of good like work with like mirrors in bathrooms to make the scene look interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. We won't pretty much cover the rest of my notes. Um, I did want to add that I appreciated when the driver was reading the newspaper, there's a full page ad for Eden Raul, which is Mm. a pretty good movie. (laughs) 
the ad worked. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's from 82. It's, uh, it's an art movie. So like, it's also like, a, it's also like sort of a California movie, but it's about this pair of husband and wife. The husband works in a liquor store. The wife is a nurse and they, they want to open like this. They want to open like a kitchen in like the California countryside and do like, you know, classic, uh, French cooking and whatnot. Hmm. They just can't make any money. They can't say what this is. I know what this is. I know where this is going. So, um, they're also very prudish, but they figure out, they decide to like, uh, like they basically put out ads to be like, Oh, we're BDSM people or like, we'll do diaper things. Go. And then they murder them for their money. Nice. Yeah, you uh, you had mentioned somebody in back in the letterbox days, and then I went down that rabbit hole, and this was uh, one of their movies. What was it? Was like eating Paul or something? Eating Raul. That's this movie you're talking about. Yeah, right? eating Raul. Yeah. Was there another movie you like by this director that you were talking about? Uh. Or was this mm-hmm. it? This might have just been the one you were talking about. This is the one I was talking about, Um, but it's of a similar flavor to like Repo Man, which is another one of my favorites. (laughs) That's your letterbox top four, is it not? Uh, It is still. Okay. (laughs) Michael, what's in your top four letterboxed movie notes? Oh, and my top four letterboxed movie notes, they don't have anything to do with Valley Girl, unfortunately. Okay. I can't. I don't know. Are we ready no... to declare one um, on the, the notes? There fight? are. Well, I guess there were some other thoughts I kind of had. Um, we. Uh... Yeah, I got. Yeah. Oh, the the final thing. Um, I love that there was that that the presenter at prom for the the prom king and queen kept uh, going on about this emotional speech about what it meant and. This is why this is important. What prom king and queen mean, and meanwhile, you get to, like the scuffle off screen where they're fighting, and it's just like this fun. I think it was a fun just juxtaposition. Michael, you might love Greece, starring John Travolta. I don't love Greece at okay. all, actually. Okay. <laughs> John Newton. <laughs> see, Sandy is virginal. You see, are you with me, Michael? Okay, Keep up. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then John. Tell Travolta. me more. Tell me more. Ooh, beauty school dropout. Okay, are we? Uh... Andy. <laughs> uh, okay. They fly away in a car at the end, Michael. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you guys ready to rank this puppy? Yeah, we can rank this. Yeah. Okay. Well, first, let's do the cage. Cage. Jin, 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 jin. Thank you for the. Who wants to be a millionaire? Little transitional noise. Uh, the lights are the lights are panning and now they're focused on the center stage. Ooh. We can put it above, huh? It seems like everyone said they liked it more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't it's seem pretty, like a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Consensus here kind of dictates. Valley Girl. So Valley Girl is better than Fast Times at Ridgemont High in regards to Nicolas Cage movies. Yep. Okay. Now we have First the... Is the worst, second is the best. Is the one with the treasure chest? Michael. You're a musical yourself tonight. Uh, Here's the sprocket list as it were. 
as it shall be until just from now. Uh, starting at the bottom, we have the Pacifier, followed by the Incredible Hulk, the Polar Express, Iron Man 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors! Thank you. Sonic the Hedgehog, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Hard Target, Atomic Blonde, The Secret of Nims, Iron Man, The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, and Dragon, Red Line, and That Mirror Before Christmas, The Witch Raw, All the President's Men, and in number one place, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, Sean, as always, we uh, will gladly take your opinion here mm-hmm. on the subject. Uh, I would say as long as it is above Fast Times. Uh, okay. Sounds that makes sense. Tucker, did you have a uh, slot in mind? I would say probably like Atomic Blonde, Secret of Nim area. That I was going to pitch above Atomic Blonde, below Secret of Nim. Hey, that's what I think it is should be as well. I agree. Sean, any, uh, oh, Sean agrees. <laughs> okay, that hey. was an easy one. Let's hey. do that. And this is number 20? This is our 20th one, I believe. All right. Uh, here, I'll start again from the bottom, read the full list, and somebody count as I do this. The Pacifier, The Incredible Hulk, The Polar Express, Iron Man 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Wars, Sonic the Hedgehog, Hard Times of Fast Mount High, Hard <laughs> Target, Atomic Blonde, Valley Girl, The Secret of Nims, Iron Man, The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Red Line, Nightmare Before Christmas, The Witch, Raw, All the President's Men, Mad Max Fury Road is the number one best movie of all time. Did you guys get your abacuses out? Um... I have a couple calculators here that I'm going on. Okay. Carry the two. I think it's yeah. 20. I'm looking at the spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, you can just, you don't have to count it as I go. You can just figure this yeah, out. I, I need to confirm this, though. I'm, I'm using my fingies and my toesies. Okay. Uh, 20. Yeah, we're 20. <laughs> I'm glad we figured this out uh, and we can all rest easy. Sean, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thing. Uh, what's our next film, Sean? Uh, our next film in the Cage Cage is also a 1983 flick, and it is um, the first movie that Nick Cage did with his uncle, Francis Ford Coppola, and it is Rumblefish. Rumblefish. That's going to be weird. Okay. It's about Michael's dog. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, Michael, thanks for joining us as well, you. Yeah, of course. Always, always happy to watch a movie and talk about it for an hour. That's what we do here on the Sprocket, and we'll see you next time. That's our new closing theme song. Do you guys like it? Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yeah. I liked it. Happy. Yeah. Girl, she's a girl.